Well, good morning, Covenant Network. Here we are on this Friday morning. I'm Adam Wright. You are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. It is Friday, so it is a Roadmap Roundup day, and I'm very excited. We've got the uh, the original gang, the OGs in the house, <laughs> yeah. Dan Vonderhaar and Gabe Jones. Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I made it. You, yes, did. you did. More on that later. Are, are we ready to pray, gentlemen? Yes, we, we are. are. I think we are. Let's Today, uh, you know... Here I am. We're going to talk more about this later in the show, thinking I'm all ready for uh, what's going on with the ice and, and the sleet and the slush and all of that stuff. And the reality is I was not ready. Uh, and prior to that, I had picked out to pray the Litany of Humility today with our morning offering, and it has turned out to be very apropos. So uh-huh. let's pray. Right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering. Rebukes. Deliver, Deliver me. me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, you know, just in case anyone was praying for uh, ice to cover the roads, I would add to that maybe from the desire of ice covering the roads. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. That's, that's how it goes. Um, gentlemen, I, I was thinking about this. All things iced. I like iced coffee. I like iced tea. In fact, I like iced tea more than I like iced coffee, oddly enough. And I love coffee. I love iced donuts. Yes. Um, Glazed donuts. Well, no, I like icing. Glazed donuts are good. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a reference. Yeah, but I don't like iced roads. I don't like glazed cars. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, the roadmap roundup, friends, almost didn't happen this morning because I started the process of getting into our van at 6.10 a.m., and we were not able to get the door open to get the kids into the van until about 6.34 Yep. Um, and then, you know, once we did that, it was smooth sailing. But, oh, and Gabe Jones, you almost I, didn't make it either. I almost didn't make it. I mean, I didn't have kids to get to school this morning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went out and tried both cars, trying to get the doors open. And uh, first car just wasn't going to happen, so I moved on to the second car and uh, worked on that for a while. I, I will tell you, friends, this is uh, already the roadmap roundup that I have worked the hardest for. 
All right. And <laughs> yeah. we haven't even started we haven't a even started. single I was question. just in the parking lot, you know, waiting for yeah, wait for everybody glazed <laughs> car to show up. Yeah, from the desire of having a two-car garage. <laughs> yeah, know? well, the thing is, I do have a two-car garage, but it's full of stuff. My, yeah, I can't fit my car mm, in it. <laughs> all right. Maybe, you know, that might be a roadmap roundup topic later this uh, spring I, as we I, get I, into spring cleaning. That's got legs. Yeah. That's got legs. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. something there. Well, listeners, I know you're probably looking out the window, uh, you know, all over our listening area. We've gotten different sorts of winter weather, and I hope there is some good news in the forecast today. Um, at least if the temperatures would get above freezing, that would be a, a big help for a lot of us, and maybe the sun shining down on the pavement. And my daughter asked me this morning, my oldest, Daddy, how do they predict the weather? And I said, I don't know, but I know who does a really good job of it, and that's Mike Roberts. So let's go to him now. What a wild ride that was through Thursday. We had almost every form of precipitation. After midnight, the temperature was 58 degrees. We came into the day with showers, thunderstorms, then freezing rain. 0.8 inches of snow fell yesterday. Areas to the north of us, a lot more than that. A max wind gust of 37, and just before midnight, the temperature had fallen to 16, and it kept falling. But today, we warm, mostly sunny. This afternoon, temperatures climb back into the low 40s with breezy south winds. Then after midnight, another cold front pushes through, which means clear skies, but a low of 20. Saturday, we recover a little bit, mostly sunny, highs in the low to mid 30s. Then on Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 60. Today is the feast day of Blessed John of Fisoli. Born near Florence at the beginning of the 15th century, his baptismal name was Guido de Petro. As a boy, he had a great devotion to the Lord and a demonstrated gift for expressing his faith by painting, a gift which was developed when a local master took him under his wing and taught him. At the age of 20, he joined the Dominicans and took the name Fra Giovanni, but eventually became known as Fra Angelico, which may have been because of the heavenly qualities his paintings demonstrated. His works were exquisite and devotional, focusing on the life and death of Jesus, the Blessed Mother, and all aspects and phases of her journey from the Annunciation to her Assumption. Michelangelo said, one has to believe this good monk has visited paradise and been allowed to choose his models there. His focus was on devotion. His most famous works include the Annunciation and Descent from the Cross. He also held leadership roles in the Dominican community and was asked by the Pope to be the Archbishop of Florence, but he declined. He died on this day in 1455. Blessed John of Fisoli, Please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed Friday. All right. We are back on this Friday morning, February 18th. And as Mike Roberts is talking about Fra Angelico, I'm, I'm just thinking of other uh, other things that would warm the soul. And the, the lives of the saints warm the soul, but also uh, a nice glass of, of Fra Angelico uh, liqueur would would warm the soul as well i, yeah. I yeah. couldn't agree more yeah but probably not at the beginning of the work day that's you know, no maybe wait a, till later a bad thing so uh gentlemen this past monday was valentine's day and last week was uh lead up to national marriage day on sunday uh that we heard a lot of talk about weddings and things like that and 
Uh, Beth and I have always had a weird relationship with Valentine's Day. We love celebrating the saint. We love celebrating Cyril and Methodius as well. Uh, neither one of us reads Cyrillic, but, you know, yay for the Cyrillic alphabet. Um, but it's right between our birthdays, so we've never really made a big deal of Valentine's Day. This year, however, um, there are lots of challenging messages to move beyond the candy hearts and the flowers and the chocolates and, and whatever it may be, and to just love more generously. So I'm curious, uh, Dan, you're the elder statesman here. Uh, how have you learned to love more generously, or what, what have you put into practice to love more generously, either as a husband or as a husband and father or just a guy out in the world? You know, I think uh, that the older I've become, the more I realize that every single person walking this planet has got something that's challenging them. And it is not always visible. You can't see it, uh, whether that's a physical thing um, that just isn't visible or a spiritual thing. Uh, everybody has these challenges. And I try to keep that front and center no matter who I'm talking to, no matter what kind of mood I'm in when I'm talking to them. Um, and I think that centers me a little bit. At least it makes me a uh, little bit uh, more uh, open to realizing that everybody just needs to be loved. You know, that love as a default is never going to be a bad thing. So that, yeah. that's kind of, that's that's what it is for me, Adam. All right. I, I think, uh, you know, in my home, obviously loving generously should come more easily. You know, I mean, loving your kids, loving your wife, it should be something you just put into practice on a daily basis. I know one thing that I've tried to do is, uh, you know, when, when you're younger as a parent, it's very easy to get quickly frustrated and angry by your kids misbehaving. Um, there was something that happened the other day, and maybe it's, maybe I didn't handle it the best, but one of my kids did something, and, and I raised my voice and, you know, maybe yelled at them a little bit, but um, I did it knowing, like, I wasn't angry. I did it just to, and again, this may not be the best example, but, and I told my wife after it, I said, I said, I'm not angry at him. I just, I raised my voice to make the point. So maybe not the best example of loving generously, but again, <clears throat> knowing your, uh, where you're coming from and not doing something out of anger, but doing something to correct a child out of love and, and not letting yourself get to that point. So loving generously that way. And another thing that comes to mind when I think of that is, um, you know, you see people on the street, on the street corner. Um, I've tried to get into a habit of at least like waving at them, maybe rolling down my window asking them how their day's going, what's their name, you know, those kinds of things are just little acts of love we can show to somebody who might be overlooked and ignored in our daily life. Yeah, and, and so in those moments that you just described, uh, particularly, you know, when you see someone on the corner, uh, there's that Walt Whitman saying, be curious, not judgmental. Mm -hmm. and, and I, you know, I just love that line. You know, I would rather be curious and think about, you know, what's going on here rather than judging what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, to your point, Gabe, we have started keeping, uh, depending on the season, it changes, you know, the temperature really affects this, uh, protein bars. What kind, if it's a hot summer day, we're not going to keep the chocolate ones or whatnot in the van, but we keep something high in protein that when we pull up to the street corners, um, we can say, here, here is something to eat. And uh, there, there was a time, we're not doing a great job of it right now, and we need to get back into it where we would assemble little kits with some uh, sanitizing wipes, mm -hmm. um, tissues, bottled water, protein bar, um, maybe a bar of soap, something like that. 
uh, and we would keep those in the car. And then every time we, we would see someone, we would say, here, here you go. Yeah. Um, I've also done gift cards to schnooks or whatever. You yeah, know, exactly. Stores yeah, I, just a quick tip. Go through your sock drawer. Any socks that you don't yeah. need or you're not wearing, yeah. put them in your car. Just put them in your car yeah. and have them in your car. And uh, you know, I once pulled up you know, and asked uh, uh, someone on the street, uh, I don't know what possession. I just said, what do you need? You know, yeah. I didn't ask, how are you? I said, what do you need? He said, I need socks. This, I, some people know, I don't wear socks. Um, it's just a thing. I, it's a neuropathy thing. That day, I was wearing socks. And Did you pull your socks off? I absolutely took my socks off and gave them to the guy, and he could not have been happier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and Gabe, you brought one other thing. I really want to stress this point. Ask their name. Yeah. And say it over and over and over again. It may be the only time that day they hear it. Yeah. And they may not have heard their name in months. Yeah. Say their name. There you have it. There you have it, Living friends. generously. I will tell you the other place I've been living, uh, trying to live generously. I don't know that I succeed the best at it, is uh, right here behind the uh, the good old QWERTY keyboard um, when writing emails or posting things or, or responding to things. In fact, I, I've pretty much gotten out of the habit and, and I was playing cards the other night with uh, my friend Andy, and Andy's wife, Courtney, is probably listening right now if they're not in the car. I don't know if their kids have school today, but uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Stevens clan listening this morning. And uh, anyway, we were playing cards, and someone posted something on Facebook, and I was like, oh, I've got to respond to this because there's errors in that, and you know, was questioning some theological dimensions of the church, and my buddy Greg stopped me and said, you know, you're not wrong in what you're going to post. And I think you've worded it very charitably. But is it actually going to accomplish something or is it, you know, this and that? Is this maybe better solved by calling them later instead of posting it online? And, uh, you know, it wasn't something to the magnitude of it needed to be publicly cre- corrected. And it's like, you know, maybe I shouldn't. This is not the correct venue for having this conversation. Um, with emails, just always trying to re- remember, be polite, you know, per- perhaps put in there, hello, good morning, I hope you are well, instead of, please do this, you know, um, as if w- the world is a perpetual service industry. It's not. One of the things to keep in mind, too, as we think about loving generously is there people love in different ways, right? And there's different love languages. Don't compare your love language to somebody else's, right? Don't say, oh, well, somebody's really good at gift giving. I need to be good at gift giving. Like, that may just not be the way you express love. You know, there can be other ways. Find your way and do it well. Ask for discernment to be able to do that well. (laughs) That's really funny that you mentioned that, Gabe, because after 12 years of marriage so far, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my birthday is coming up Sunday, and Uh Beth's birthday was a week ago, Wednesday, and every year I have to fight the temptation and usually fail that I give her what I want to receive. You know, like I make yep. a big spectacle and she doesn't like big spectacles. That, you know, I want someone to throw a big party for me. And so I throw her a big party and she, she's sitting there throughout it like, I hate this. I hate being around all of these people right uh, now. <laughs> I would love to have, you know, lunch with each and every one of them one on one, but not this right now. And uh, this year I had to stop myself and like look in the mirror and say, Adam, stop. Uh, yeah. And I just wrote her a letter instead. There and, you go. Well done. And that's probably what more what she wanted right i mean i don't know maybe, um maybe okay. <laughs> she, she was grateful that i didn't make a spectacle i'll, I'll go okay. that far yeah. so yeah. hey uh rather than ramble on about my wife's birthday she had a lovely one by the way i think we're going to take a uh, quick break here when we come back we're going to start talking about some more things to uh help prepare ourselves for the season of lent it's not even two weeks away it's now a week and a half away uh, but some things that won't 
just help us in that season, but can help us each and every day of our lives. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup here on Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back after this. All right, we are back. You're listening to the Roadmap to Roundup on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. I'm Adam Wright, joined in studio by Dan Vonderhaar and Gabe Jones. Uh, gentlemen, this morning's topic, is, next topic, is about knowing your limits, uh, inspired by driving on ice. It's not that I can't drive on ice. It's the uh, stopping that's the hard part. I can get <laughs> going. I can get the van moving. Uh, had a nice fishtail at, at an intersection this morning, too, that everybody in the neighborhood knows. This Don't park your cars anywhere near this <laughs> intersection when there is a threat of snow or ice. And we all know, like, inch up to it. But if you don't see it, you know, look before you see or before you get into the intersection and if there are no cars coming just go you know because yeah. you're you're going to risk fishtailing if if you try to stop so we all are going like 0.5 miles an hour approaching the intersection and then, uh, well, I don't know. There might be officers from the city of St. Louis listening. I, I won't say more, <laughs> right? You know, uh, that's prudent. The things you say on this show may be used against you. It, no, anyway. Uh, here's the thing. It's about knowing that. It's about knowing our limits. Knowing that this morning, if I didn't get out and start trying to get in the car by six ten, I probably wouldn't get in the car. Um, knowing that if I try and go to that intersection that fast, I would have an accident you know knowing that if i go to aldi's and buy the peanut butter chocolate fudge cookies by the uh you know by the container or the the crate i will eat the entire crate within a week's span and be gluttonous um so what are some practical things you do because we're giving up things soon for lent and uh you know not that we want the temptation to be easy you know for instance i am not giving up asparagus because i have not had asparagus since i was seven (laughs) Um, that's an easy temptation to avoid. How do you avoid, you know, what do you do at home or at work or wherever you are to avoid temptation, Gabe Jones? Uh, I think you have to set, um, for those things that are not required of you by the Holy Mother Church, right? So those, there's certain things you just have to do. But for those other things, maybe disciplines you're working on or so on and so forth, set reasonable goals, uh, something that's that's kind of easily manageable to build up uh, the, the discipline to be able to avoid those temptations. So, for example, and maybe I've mentioned this on the radio before, um, I decided to give up alcohol on one day. Not that I, you know, in, overindulge any other days necessarily, but just to have one day where I'm not going to have a beer when I get home from work. Like, it's just a little way to say, again, here's my limit, right? I know I can, I can do this. I can do one night. I'm just not going to do it. doesn't mean I'm not going to have a beer on another night. I might not have a beer five nights a week, but there's one night I'm not going to. Similarly, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, you want to get in the habit of taking cold showers. Cold showers are kind of a rage these days, right? It's like, oh, everybody's going to do, you know, it's, it's great for you, great for your health and all that stuff. Well, you know what? It might be, it's really hard. Cold showers are not fun, but like maybe rinse your hair out with a cold shower, right? So a little, little thing just to kind of, get into that habit, to build that discipline. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to go the full way just yet. Again, knowing that there are certain things you just shouldn't do, right? There's, there are limits that the church says <laughs> X, Y, and Z is what you cannot do. But if you're building that discipline, start small and see where you can go from there. There is a, uh, there's an Irish song, Dan, 
that uh, from a band I, I you know some people are like we can now now that Valentine's is over we can now listen to our Irish music for St. Patrick's Day <laughs> I just want to state for the record you can listen to it all year round and that's <laughs> exactly. just alright yes. with me <laughs> but the one song my wife and I laugh about uh, by uh, one of our favorite bands it's called Don't Go For The One you know because you just go for the one and then the one went fast and the second one two three or four later was a fine how do you do and we laugh because this has kind of been the experience that when my friends are like hey you want to go out really quick we're just we're, we're meeting for uh for this or that and beth is like you can go but i know that if you go it'll be like 10 or 11 o'clock before you mm-hmm. come home and sometimes it is that discipline to say guys as much as i want to go for the one i am going for none because yep. if I go for the one, I know I'm going to want to stay for the second or the third, third. or the fourth. And, yep. um, you know, not that uh, I, I'm not trying to make it sound like I go out for drunkenness. I really usually just have one drink, but I will sit there for hours talking yeah. with people. And so really? maybe to yeah, Re- really hard to believe, isn't it? I'm so sorry. So, Dan, what about you? You know, like I know, Adam, don't go for the one if yeah. Beth needs you home yeah. at eight o'clock. Uh, I, I agree, Gabe, with a lot of what you said. Now, I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to pull some thoughts from uh, a great spiritual read, which is the um, Imitation of Christ. Mm. And uh, there's quite a bit in there about managing this. And, and kind of the first piece is, as long as you're living in this world, these temptations are going to happen. Yep. You know, there's there's no state that we can put ourselves in Yep. that this isn't going to happen. So there will always be some degree of this right. in, in your life. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat here and, and, you know, read a little bit right, right out of the book. Um, we cannot simply conquer this by fleeing it, but by patience and true humility, we become stronger than our enemies. Mm-hmm. It's all about what you said, give that little by little, you know, that incremental improvement. And we've got to be patient with ourselves. Yeah. Um, and, and focus on the improvement and the, the incremental improvement because um, this isn't going to change. Yeah. But, but at a practical level, uh, Adam, what I, would, what I would say is if you, ca- when, when you're trying to keep yourself out of this state of temptation and yet you find yourself there, it starts in the mind. So as so the best place to stop it is early. So whatever that is to distract you, a, a, a good uh, friend at, at church, she sent me a little prayer. It was it's very simple. Um, oh my mother, through the intercession of your son, um, keep me from mortal sin today. And then she prays three Hail Marys. So anything like that yeah. distracts you from that immediate temptation, right? So so stop it in your mind. Literally, if you have to speak out loud. Yeah. If you literally have to say the word no, I am not going there, then then yeah. say that word. And just be open. If you ask God for the grace, the yep. grace will be there. So be open to receiving it. And then you're going to fail, but little by little, right. it, you you're going to build on that. And you, know, you, you think even like the Desert Fathers, like you said, you can't escape it. They went out to the desert and lived in caves on you know nuts and berries, right? But yet they still had massive temptations. I mean, Satan would, they, they would see the devil, you know? And so we cannot get to a point where, like you said, it's, it, the temptation doesn't exist, but it is. It's in your mind. You have to have that awareness, the, 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 the self-discipline to know, to realize, okay, I am slipping into this temptation. This, this is coming. This is, this is where we are. Right. And 
I'm going to call on Christ to be that power, to be my strength, right? And, and, and you know, in scripture, in scripture, Christ says, you know, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Well, it starts before that. Before you ever get to that point, you have to stop the sin, right? Stop right. the temptation. You know, Dan, first off, before I, before I go on here, what was that prayer again? Uh, it was, uh, and thank you, Darla. Um, oh, my mother, through the intercession of your son, keep me from mortal sin today. And then just pray three Hail Marys. And it just, it moves your brain to a different state, right? Um, if you're easily distracted like me, it works really well. All right. Well, really quick, I want to say this. Um, a confessor once told me, you, you know, because when I was a young, young man in my late teens, early 20s, um, struggled with eyes, my, you know, custody of the eyes, as most young men probably do. And uh, he said, when you have that struggle, grab your rosary. And for two reasons. Number one, the prayer, you know, similar to your prayer, is efficacious. If you ask the Blessed Mother to intercede for you, that you might resist sin and, and have the grace to avoid temptation and choose Jesus, uh, that is efficacious by praying those prayers. But also, it gives you something to do to occupy your mind and perhaps help you regain custody of your eyes or of your thoughts. And that's part of the reason, you know, I started carrying a rosary around, even before I prayed the rosary as much as I do now, that in those moments I would literally stop. And some days I, I couldn't even remember the mysteries, but I could remember Our Father and Hail Mary times 10, followed by a Glory Be. And, uh, it was a game changer for me. And so whether it's that simple prayer that Dan just shared with us or the rosary or something else, um, you know, how many times have we had to say, stop, I'm putting down the keyboard because I am, or, or the phone because I'm texting back and forth and I'm starting to get snarky or gossipy or, or watching something that I shouldn't watch or, you know, all of these things. As much as I love technology, I, I, I hate technology because the phone seems to be the portal to so many things that we don't want to be involved in. So maybe you have to put it in the other room and then go and do something else. An emphasis not just on the putting it down, but the doing something else to occupy that space as well. And never pass up a free rosary. If anyone wants to give you a, a little <laughs> free plastic rosary, Thank take you. it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've got well, a rosary in every car. That's right. Yep. That uh, music you're hearing right now means it is time for our Catholic Question of the Day. And for today's Catholic Question of the Day, I do want to give a shout-out to Zachary, Michael, and Madeline, who are on their way to school. And maybe they'll learn something similar to this in school today. But thanks for listening, Zachary, Michael, and Madeline. Our Catholic Question of the Day today. How many days of the year are Latin Rite Catholics obliged to fast? How many days of the year are Latin Rite Catholics obliged to fast? Do you know the answer? Let's find out. Uh, Dan, without looking at the answer key, how many days of the year are Latin Rite Catholics obliged to fast? This is one I think I know. Uh, the two days are Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Dan Vanderhaar, that is correct. Uh, you are correct. Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are two days of fasting. One is coming up. And on Ash Wednesday, we are called to have one. You know, they say large meal. I try to say like normal-sized meal yeah, because my, my normal-sized meals are pretty large. 
You know, so uh, I, I do not say double what I normally eat for a meal because then my two smaller meals won't add up to I don't do right. the algebra. You know, <laughs> yeah. One large meal and two smaller meals that when added together don't equal the lar- or not equal to or greater than the large meal, right? Um, don't be scrupulous and do the fasting algebra. Live the spirit of it. Now, uh, not all age ranges are obliged to fast uh, because of medical reasons. Like, it would not be good for a newborn baby. Sorry, you can't have that bottle today, kid. You know, it's a day of fasting. No, the Mother Church and her uh, wisdom has regulations on this. Um, You'll have to look them up for you. But all are encouraged, even if you are outside of the, the, the age range where you are required to fast, you know, unless you have a grave serious reason and emphasis on grave serious reason. Um, the spirit of it is important. Good Friday is the other. And uh, that said, uh, Gabe, as we've talked about before, Ember Days are Ember an opportunity days are great. for fasting. All the other days of Lent. All the other days of Lent. Uh, we are. N- it's not a maximum number of days to fast, two. It's a. It's the minimum. Right. Those are the two required. War. You've got to yeah. build something up above the floor. Exactly. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, speaking of which... Um, you know, going back to this weather analogy today, we uh, we had a game plan for this morning because we knew we were going to have difficulties with the uh, the glazing of the car and getting the kids to school. Uh, we we talk often about how it's important to have a game plan in our lives for various things. Um, fasting is one of them. You know, I know that on Ash Wednesday. I still have a full day. I am going to lighten my schedule just a little bit, but I am going to come to work. I am going to have children that day that will need attention and uh, whatnot. I need to be prepared so that I don't hit a hit a wall and then I am useless or I have a, a migraine headache or something from fasting and say, oh, I can't do anything because I'm fasting. Um, so I got to start getting ready now. Dan, what do you do? What do you do to get ready for a day of fasting or or Similar, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm terrible at this, right? I I, I, you know, I, I say I'm Gabe gonna, Jones. What? Okay, yeah, yeah, well. I really am. Um, so I, I've got a small group of buddies. You've heard about them. We call ourselves the Driveway Beer Ministry because we drink beer in the driveway and pray and talk and and um, the one thing that has helped me in the fasting piece is when I got other guys along the ride with me, you know, and and we're fasting for a specific purpose. So, you know, we have a prayer intention for, you know, one of my buddy's kids or whatever it might be, um, then I'm much better about it. But it really does take presence of mind. You know, if I schedule a really important business meeting on a day I say I'm going to fast and then I'm really hangry right before I go into that, it's probably not real smart. Um, So, you know, I think you got to be conscious of it. And I want to stress, too, fasting isn't just about the meals. Right, you know, you know, think about something that might matter. I've I've some buddies who uh, fast from ice. Mm-hmm. Great idea, right? I mean, they like ice in their drinks, right? And and so they just do a day of no ice. You know, so it doesn't have to just be food. Yeah, of course, on the days we were required to fast, except you got to do it. You got to do those, But yes, um, so I think uh, you know, in the world today, the, the secular world, um, there's a big emphasis on, you know, meatless Mondays and meal prepping and these sorts of things that are, well, you know what, the church has been doing this for a long time, you know? Uh, so when it comes to fasting, well, prep your meals, know what you're going to have for breakfast, for lunch and dinner, you know? So just plan it out. Say, you know what, when I get up in the morning, okay, it's, it's Ash Wednesday. I have to, you know, have something small for breakfast and I'm going to, okay, what, what do I have going on today around lunchtime? Do I have a, do I have a business meeting? 
you know, okay, maybe maybe your lunch meeting, if it's a business meeting, or there's a catered lunch, maybe that maybe that's your big meal. And then for dinner, you're going to have something small. So whatever it is, just plan that out so you know. And then you know what? Uh, but we know that it's coming. So if you got those snacks in your desk drawer or you got this, that, the other thing, the bowl of candy sitting out there, uh, put that away. Yeah. Like, uh, get rid mm-hmm. of it before mm-hmm. Lent. So I ate all the candy there. the other day in one yeah. sitting just, to, just, just so it wouldn't just be there in Lent. <laughs> Fat Tuesday came early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? You actually, you know what carnival means? And we're getting to the season of carnival, you know. Mardi I, I do know this because I was talking about this with Father Wade Menezes the other day, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> so for those listeners who don't know, you know, Latin, carne, meat, you know, carne means meat. And vale is the way, you know, when we say goodbye, right? So carnival, carnivale, it's goodbye, goodbye meat. meat. So Fat Tuesday, the carnival season, Mardi Gras, that's, that's a farewell to meat. That's what carnival literally means. So... As we prepare for the season of fasting, you know, go out to your freezer, pull out some bacon, cook it now, say farewell to me. So, farewell so you got a couple weeks to do it, so start the process. Yeah, I'm going to say something a little scandalous here. My favorite bacon recipe is a BLT sandwich like you've never had before. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo, red onion, and peanut butter on wheat toast. And that peanut butter with the bacon, yeah, that's not a Lent thing. Don't don't have that don't for Lent. Lent. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's, no, no. it's very savory. All right. Well, those are those are some great ideas, gentlemen. And you know, I would just throw in this reminder for us that we are called to do fasting and penance, and our fasting should not lead to someone else's penance. So be smart about that. Um, you know, I had a, a friend. He was in seminary and. He said that one of his professors who smoked, you know, a pack or two a day would go cold turkey. He would he would give up smoking every year for Lent. And they, the students all joked around, yeah, he did the fasting, we did the penance. And don't be like that, right? You know, so on a day of fasting, I try to plan out. Maybe have something rich in protein in the morning that's small but is going to fuel me for the morning. And then lunch usually is my larger meal to get me through the rest of the day, and then a smaller meal for dinner, and then go to bed early. And, and when you lay your head on your pillow or before, and you're doing your daily examine, you know, just take a moment to ask yourself how you did. If you didn't do as well as you had hoped, that's okay. There's another day ahead of you. If you did, if you're like, you know what, that was a good fast, then, you know, feel good about that. You know, ce- celebrate that, you know, in, in your mind, and then just prep for the next one. All right. Well, we are going to take a break here on the Roadmap Roundup. When we come back, we will continue the conversation. Stay tuned. All right, we are back. This is a uh, fast sixty minutes in Christendom today. It might be. It might be Gabe Jones the fastest sixty yeah. minutes. Yeah. Well, when you're you know slipping and sliding around. Yeah, things move fast. Yeah. It, you know, I, I uh, used to love as a kid the idea of being a bobsledder or, or luge, and I was or really skeleton. trying to, to figure out how to do, you know, like take my rollerblades and my brother's rollerblades and zip tie them or duct tape them. To, we have one of those old metal blade sleds with the wood slats and a great hill in our neighborhood. I'm like, you know, I could practice in the summer if I could get these rollerblades affixed to the sled. And then I thought, you know, that's probably a bad idea. That's probably, <laughs> luckily, I did not follow that one yeah. through. One of those dreams that uh, it's probably better you didn't pursue. It's yeah. a good thing you didn't have an engineering degree. That's, yeah. a, that's a good thing. That would have been a bad one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we, we digress here. Um, 
You know, we're talking about Lent and getting ready for Lent, and it's a time of preparation. And I mentioned this in one of my break-ins the other day. On Wednesday, I had to go for my semi-annual uh, hygiene appointment at the dentist where they do the, the, mm. the in-depth scraping and picking and, and all of that. You just made the face that I made thinking about it, Dan. Uh, and then the flossing and the brushing and um, all of that. I kind of like all that. Oh, oh! You know, here, here was the. I, I have a great like, dentist. This like, is the candy corn discussion again. Yeah, <laughs> everyone in the office is great, and they they always say, you know, we know you don't like mint. What flavor toothpaste do you want today? And I said, what are the options? And they said, we have birthday cake. And I said, you know what? My birthday Sunday. Let's start the celebrations <laughs> here. So I kicked off my festivities uh, with, with the dentist uh, office. Okay. But anyway, it's one of those things. It's like we dread it, right, Dan? We dread it. We dread it. We dread it. Mm-hmm. Except for Gabe. But then we go, and when we leave, we're like, you know, it's really good that I went. The, you know, I, I never regret when I'm walking out of the dentist's office the fact that I was there. And I used to feel the same way about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I would dread, I would dread, I would dread, and that would keep me from going. And then finally I would go, and then I would say, why did I hold off on going? This was fantastic. I'm glad I did this. Um, it was a great spiritual lesson for us that sometimes we just have to grit our teeth and, and get ready to do something that we might perceive to be unpleasant. It might actually be unpleasant, but it's good for us. How do you power through? You know? mm. So, you know, uh, I would say that there are certain times when you, you can't, like for whatever reason something comes up and you have to miss something or you're traveling. Um, for me, mentally, I try to just start looking forward to the next time I get to do it, right? So I'm just kind of preparing myself mentally. If you've got to power through, though, Adam, you know, at least for me, um, even if it's just... Uh, 30 seconds of whatever it is. And normally it's a, it's a, a 15 minute exercise or you're, or you're trying to, w- whether it's working out or uh, your prayer time in the morning and, and this day you're going to, you just know it's not going to happen. Even if you can do any small incremental piece of it, it, it will help keep the rhythm going. I think too, it's important to recall, especially when it comes to spiritual things we may not like. So the fasting and the absence and giving up things during Lent, so on and so forth. Uh, we have to invoke our Lord, ask him to give us the strength to get through it, right? Because we, it's going to be tough. I mean, Lent is hard. And going to the dentist, not great, right? It's, it's not a great experience, even if you sort of appreciate, you know, yeah, this picking and prodding and poking and flossing, all that stuff, it's, it's a, there's a good reason to it, right? But ask our Lord for those spiritual things that you're, that you're engaging in for the strength. And I used to really not like Lent. I mean, I don't know that anybody likes Lent, but I, like, did not like it. And um, in recent years, I've grown to a point where I almost I almost do find myself liking Lent because I know what's on the other side. I know that feeling of joy at mm-hmm. Easter and these days of preparation that are sort of a, a solace in a way. And when you can get to – and I'm not trying to – make myself sound all high and mighty and holy because I struggle during Lent too. But ask Christ for the grace to dig deeper and love those things that are hard and difficult because there's going to be something on the other side, right? This veil of tears we live in on this earthly pilgrimage is just going to get us to heaven. Or that's the goal, right? We're trying to get there. Easter is coming. Easter will be here, right? Just you got to plod through and, and, and embrace that suffering. You know, whether you're working out, going to the gym, you got that extra rep you want to do or extra set. Embrace it. Do it. Get through it. Because you know what? You're going to be happier with yourself at the end. From the desire of seeking comfort in the foods that I like. 
yeah. from the desire of being comfortable and staying home on my couch or in my easy chair and not going out into the world to evangelize yeah. from the desire of whatever it may be. From the desire of remaining mediocre. From the desire of avoiding Lent. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. no, we, we pray that we would embrace these things and, and they are good for us. Um, I, I love what you said, Gabe. I love, you know, we don't invite the Lord into our daily activities enough, mm-hmm. you know, and so when that, is, when the, you know, dentist is coming, you know, invite yeah. the Lord, just invite the Lord in. Help me to enjoy this. Help me to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would literally do that with my, my previous dentist before he retired. He was a, a very devout Lutheran. And, I mean, we would go in and we would talk the faith. And, the other, you know, talk about those areas where uh, we have we have common beliefs and whatnot. And, and praise God for that. We would talk about the Lord at the dentist office. It was a really great thing. Um, you know, but it's also, Dan, what you just said is a great reminder for all of us. Invite the Lord into the mess of our lives. Like, mm-hmm. Gabe, that moment you mentioned earlier where you, you weren't angry, but you needed to make a point with your son. Well, that's exactly a moment to, as a dad, you and I both know. Invite the Lord into those moments. You're overwhelmed because you got home from work and you still have to cook dinner for the kids and the house is a mess. And then you have a meeting later that night or you have to get up early the next day. And the weather reports talking about ice and glaze and snow and, and this and that and you're overwhelmed, invite the Lord into that. Because, number one, he knows you're overwhelmed anyway. He knows, <laughs> and he's God. He knows, yeah. right? Um, don't don't shut the door. Say, Jesus, can you help me? Father, can you help me? Holy Spirit, can you yeah. can kindle in me the, the gifts that I received in confirmation and the fire of your love? Um, you know, we need to stop here to get one more check of the weather, and then we're going to have a daily dose of encouragement for you as well. Then we'll come back and wrap up the show. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. It's our Roadmap Roundup Friday. We'll be back. Well, last week on Friday, I said I was really happy. It wasn't the end of a great topic talking about marriage on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. It was just the halfway point. But sadly, today we come to our last Daily Dose of Encouragement on this topic. It's been a week of game changers. And here with one more for us is Patty Schneier. Well, it's been a pleasure to talk about marriage and just share some of the decisions that have been influential in our marriage. Again, I want to remind everyone, every couple has their own decisions that will make or break or influence their marriage. The last one for the week is weekly adoration together as a couple. This has been a game changer for our marriage. We have a date with our maker. That's what we call it, our date with our maker. For Larry and I, we've gone every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock to Eucharistic Adoration. We sit in silence. We come at 9 o'clock at night because that's when nothing is conflicting usually. It works for us. But we're praying for our family. We're praying for each other. We're giving God all the stuff of our married life together. And this is a game changer because we are spending that time with God, but we're also spending it with each other. And that's important also for our children to know that we do this, that we're making it a priority. They're watching. They know what you do and how you spend your time. So it's kind of a way of tithing your time with God as well. One hour in Eucharistic adoration together as a couple. It's been a game changer for our prayer life and for our marriage. So I just throw it out. If you can do that, take a step toward that decision in your marriage and see what miracles await you. I can't wait to see what miracles await us in our marriage, and uh, I look forward to taking that time to pray together. Patty, these have been wonderful doses of encouragement for us these past two weeks. Thank you so much for sharing them with us.
We are in the final minutes of our Roadmap Roundup on this Friday morning. Adam right here with Gabe Jones and Dan Vonderhaar on Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network. We had a listener write in to say they will pass on the BLT, and I, I can respect that. Uh, the first time I had it, I, I resisted, but my friend Brenda was like, listen, I know what foods you like. You will like this. I said, Brenda, it sounds disgusting. And she cut me off a, just a small piece of her sandwich and said, eat this, and I'll buy your lunch. And I said, okay. And I will never go back to a BLT the normal way. Now, Gabe Jones thinking about uh, goodbye meat, another thing that uh, I, I love, and this is a weird one, it's a rolled appetizer. It's salami with cream cheese rolled around a pickle spray. Oh, that's a classic. Mm. That's, that's a delicious I mean, one. Okay. Yeah. I might make yeah. some of those for, for, for Carnivale. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we've got just a few short minutes here, so time for a, a final thought of the day. Um, we, we know that today has involved a change in routine for many. My kids have a late start at school. Gabe Jones almost didn't make it on yep. time because his car was glazed over. Um, when you know, you know, we talk often about daily discipline on the show. Pray these prayers. Do this and, and, and do not fail at it. Um, when you know your day is going to be different, you're going to have to change your routine. What's the number one thing you do to make sure you don't miss out on the essentials? Oh, that's a great – Dan, do you want to take a stab Ooh. at this one? Because it's I'm, – I'm probably not the one to ask this question to. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know your limits then. <laughs> I know my limits, and I know if i got a snow day coming up or something that's a change in routine, I'm like, all right, let's just go for it. Let's just throw this day out the window. I, I'm going to say morning prayer. Morning prayer. Morning prayer. All right. I think that's probably right, though. Yeah, we we do we have in the past with the kids. You know, if we know the day is going to be messed up, say, "All right, kids, like, let's all get together now and say our morning prayers," because the rest of the day is going to be just crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. I I will say that on a day that I know I have to get up early because we've got some big important thing. It could be a conference. It could be a function. It could be a wedding. It could be a holiday. You know, something that we're going to have to get out the door early. Um, more than the heroic moment of don't hit the snooze alarm, if I've got my alarm set for 5.15 and I wake up at 4.15 to go to use the bathroom, don't go back to bed, mm. right? Um, because if I do, it's going to be all that harder not to hit the snooze button, and then I'm running late, and then I get crabby, and then I raise my voice, and then I'm unjust and unkind in my words to my wife and the children, all before 6.30 a.m. when we have to be out the door. Mm. Um, and, and and then I rush through taking the time to stop and pray so uh you know embrace it i think is the point i would make and like also, the lord yeah and you can also prepare a little bit ahead of time too sometimes sometimes we don't give ourselves enough of that preparation time before a change in routine comes yeah that's, that's something i know i could be better at you know i often say i at home last night was a great night for it we all the kids before they went to bed backpacks socks and shoes coats and masks for school were all packed and on the couch not in their normal place, but on the couch, so I knew where they would be when we had to get up this morning. And I even got my yak tracks out for my shoes, and I grabbed the wrong box. And they were the small ones. They were not going to fit over my shoes. And from so, the desire of having everything perfectly ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I think that's that's a good desire, but <laughs> from the uh, the fear of losing, the fear of flying having off things the handle going, when yeah. everything's not ready. Mm. Um, going from there. <laughs> you know, one last time I want to let everybody know, all, especially all of the women who are listening ages 18 to 30 who are single, the Sisters of St. Francis of the Martyr St. George in Alton, Illinois, are having a come and see retreat at their convent in Alton. For more information, you can go to altonfranciscans.org slash events or uh, contact Sister Mary Cal Carolyn. Um, so you, you might want to check that out, discern this week. God might be calling you to the religious life, and 
Um, you know, I remember my time of discernment, Monsignor Butler saying to me, it's not just discerning if you're going to be a priest or a religious, but if you're called to be a priest in a religious order or just in a religious order. There's a lot more to think about than I, you know, than I had thought. I just thought, well, maybe I'm going to be a priest. And Monsignor Butler reminded me, like, that could be, but there are a lot of questions you need to discern. Um, so start that process now and, and know that we are praying for you. For all of you driving this morning, know that we're praying for you as well. Be safe out there. Be prudent. Give yourself plenty of stopping distance. And uh, for those of you that don't have to go out today, maybe you could spend a few extra minutes in prayer since you won't be on a commute uh, praying for all those who are on their morning commute this morning. And uh, I've been saying this in the break-ins, but I want to say it on the end of the show here today. Pray especially for those who do not have shelter from the cold, and pray especially for those who have no one to pray for them. And now that the music's playing, we need to wrap up our show, which means we need to pray as well in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Pray for us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I want to let you know that Monday on the show, we are uh, scheduled to talk with John Martinoni about how we are not supposed to distort Scripture. And we have to fight that temptation to go to the most often quoted book of the Bible, Second Opinions. That's a joke, friends. That's a joke. But until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Gabe Jones. I'm Dan Vonderhaar. Pray your rosary today.